This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hello, I'm Grongy McGuire, and this is Chantelle for Dooch and Pete. Hello. bonded over our love of reminiscing about weird celebrity couples. The ones no one would believe happened if Google wasn't there to back it up. We want you to join us as we remember when love was young, times were simpler, and we really thought that Angelina and Billy Bob Thornton were going to make it. Every week we're joined by a celebrity guest to discuss the showbiz romance they never got over. So, Take our hand and stroll down memory lane with us as we remember the, the way, way they were. Hi, Chantelle. Hi, Grania. How are you? I'm very excited. We've had some feedback from our listeners. I love getting feedback. Hint, hint. If you're listening to this, please listen, please subscribe, please review on iTunes, and please write into us on the email and the Instagrams and the Twitters. We're very needy. If you you email us or just contact us in any way, chances of us replying are very high extremely high extremely high and it will be us Grania or I we're losers and we will reply what have we got tell me well so I put the word out to ask uh, listeners what celebrity couples they would like us to cover that we haven't covered so far I saw that I saw that yes two of my favorite ones so Gwen and Gavin I've had that. I've had that. My, I, I know at least three people have told me Gwen and Gavin. All straight men, by the way. Straight men are really into Gwen and Gavin. Yeah, I think straight men really like Gwen Stefani. They're a loyal bunch, really. Yeah, and they also know that Bush was an amazing man. So anyways, go on. These are all men of a certain age. Go on. This is what I genuinely saw. It. I... Oh my god! I I felt like um like the lady in Titanic. I was like, I can still smell the fresh paint. Okay. For the couple... Kerry Katona and Brian McFadden. How has that not happened yet? How have we not had that yet? There's a lot to go through for Kerry Katona, though. So in your defense, I think you'd rather have Gwen and Gavin. It's a much simpler story. But this is why I have a personal connection. So Kerry Katona and Brian McFadden got married in Sling Castle, which is about 20 minutes walk from my parents' house. Are you saying we could do a live episode from Saint Castle? <laughs> we could do a live episode from Saint Castle. My sister, when she was getting married, went to look at Sling Castle because Kerry Katona and Brian McFadden got married there, and she thought it smelled a bit damp. So that could be my insight. Have we had an Irishman on the podcast yet? As a couple, I don't. We haven't had anyone who's I don't Irish think yet. So I have strong opinions on Irishmen. So you know, yeah, I don't I think love- I think they've too much confidence. I don't think it, it suits them. Them with, the, with a strong opinion, guys. <laughs> well, to any um, to any future celebrity guest, the problem is Grania and I cannot choose these couple. They have to be chosen. Oh, so to any future guests, Gwen and Gavin's a big one. Carrie and Brian are a big one. Do you have any dream ones, Grania, that you're waiting for to come through? Well, you know, I'm waiting for Liz Hurley and Hugh Grant. Of my course, icons. Of course, number one. That's three to choose from, future guests. Pick one of them and you'll make Grania very... The research for Liz and Hugh, you wouldn't have to do. No. Just be off weekly. I just go into a trance state. 
and it would all be there. <laughs> Just white trousers, white trousers, Elizabeth Prime. It's the nineties. Oh, it'd be amazing. Well, I love it. Well, um, please send us more feedback to anyone, anyone, to everyone listening. Send us more feedback of more dream couples. The more you tell us, the more we can put the word out to our guests. Because some guests come and they have no idea. Speaking of dream guests, our oh. guest in today's episode is an absolute dream boat. And she's not only a fantastic comedian, but she's also the host of an incredible podcast, Spitter Swallow, with fantastic Sally Ann Hayward. And we are so lucky to have her. She is the absolute incredible Lou Comran. The way they were. Hi, Lou. <laughs> Hello, Cronia McGuire. Hello, How are you? Hello, Just lovely. Very, How are you? Feels very formal. Good day, Lou Conran. Good day. I have just come back from Gay Paris, where everybody speaks speaks to everybody very formally. Oh, the city of love for the podcast about love. Exactly. Makes That's sense. why I just mentioned it. She traveled there just for us, guys. This is a big episode. Listen, yeah. she went all the way to Paris just to yeah. get romantic. Yeah, I did. Yeah, kind of that kind of research. Hey, you're very welcome. I'll send you the bills. There you go. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, you know, we'll, it, it's all tax deductible, so we'll mm-hmm. just send it to our accountants. I'll be fine. Great. Fabulous. Thanks very much. We're a very romantic podcast. Do you uh-huh. consider, are you a romantic person? My gentleman caller would say absolutely not in any way, shape or form. Um, I... No, I don't think I am. I I used to think I was, but then I met him, and he is very romantic. Oh, yeah. Like when I I've been away, as I said, don't know whether I mentioned that. Been to Paris, uh, but he every time I go away, he always leaves me a little note in my bag, telling me how much he loves me, and and like he's so grateful that we're together. I mean, you know, I think that's beautiful and lovely, but also probably he's probably saying. Please don't run away with a French van. But you don't, I mean, does he do it every time you go away on holiday anywhere, though, just to Paris? If I'm gigging and I'm away for a night, he'll put a note in my bag. Oh, my God. I've never got that from anyone aside from my mom. I know. I know. He's love to have that. His carbon footprint is horrific. Chantel, do you want to hear something that will absolutely blow your mind? What profession do you think somebody as romantic and kind and thoughtful would have? What what profession do you think Lou's boyfriend has? Accountant. (laughs) Accountant? You would think somebody steady, normal reliable yeah what what does your boy do Lou um he uh Gronia is um a comedian oh my god I know oh he's cheating of course (gasps) of course he's cheating don't (laughs) tell me that now that explains the notes oh honey I love you so much I'm off of course yeah 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 now now I get it all right not so jealous anymore okay and then there was me thinking I'd I banged the only comedian that isn't a twat. Yeah. Male, no, male that, comedian. What, no, that's great. <laughs> no one's ever said that before. That's mm. great. <laughs> mm, sorry. <I> did. <laughs> and how did you, because did you know each other before he's got together? How did you used to get together? Um, so we have, we worked together once about five years ago. Just like on and a gig. Was, yeah. And I remember thinking, oh, fit. Had a wedding ring. Oh, got That's it. That's so fit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then 
he boo-hoo split up with his wife and then I met him <laughs> in uh, Australia uh, um pre-pandemic him or like happened or did you get in touch with let's go meet in oh no so we were all working in Australia together there was a group of us and yeah. then he was there and I was there and then he was having a sniff as he calls it having a sniff babes having a sniff and then um and I was not interested because I've had my fair share of comedic willies up the old yeah. love tunnel <laughs> and uh, I thought no I'm not having this and then gradually he just wooed me um oh. yeah proper gentlemanly like you know what he's like Gronia he's an absolute sweetie he is proper a, put a shift in yeah oh that is good British labor that That's is hard right. work yeah 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 he really he really went for it he um once when we were very early days I had some during the pandemic had some friends coming up to visit and um and then I was worried about money and stuff and he went shopping for me drove all the way from his house in Halifax turned up the night before they arrived knocked on the door at Hopper's 10 at night and said I bought you a food parcel for you and your friends to enjoy Oh my oh, god! I know. And then all I had to do was suck his willy to say thank you. That's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. What a lovely man. How romantic is that? That's good. So he's romantic. He... You're not, but he is. He is very. Yes. He is. Well, that's good. Usually, always one of the. Usually, one of the couple is romantic. At least. Yeah. He was the first to say, "I love you." So oh, that's, I love it. I love when that happens. Well, that's just the way it should be to anyone Absolutely. listening. Absolutely. The man yeah. should say it first. Come on. Yeah. Guys. Everyone loves the women. We're all, everyone loves us. Wait for him to say it. Jeez. Yeah. You know, do you want to hear something I awful? I genuinely thought Mel had said, I love you to me. So I was like holding off, holding off. And finally, I was like, ta-da, fine. I'll say it. I love you. And it turned out I had just dreamt that he had said Oh, no. Me. Oh, and here we have another reason why it's doomed. Another one. Oh, no, how another embarrassing. Another reason why it's doomed. Oh, good. So I said to him, I said, you did say it first. Remember that morning you woke me up and before you went to work, he said, I loved you. Well, I heard you. And he was like, he never said that. <laughs> you were like, before you went to work as a spaceman in Jupiter. And then you realized. <laughs> oh, no, that's well, so gutting. Oh, Gronia. Yeah, I was like, oh, oh well. well. Oh, oh, well. Still be oh. a fun wedding. And yeah. Lou, your couple, yes, you know, you two, you and your dream man mm-hmm. work in similar fields. This isn't too much of a clue that the amazing couple that you brought along also met in a work situation. But <gasps> okay. Chantelle doesn't I mean, know. Not, she does yeah, Every know. single couple essentially has had the same job pretty much. Well, give or take. So yeah, that's not a huge clue. And I'm mm-hmm. very nervous about this one. I don't think I'm going to get that. I have a feeling I'm not going to get this one. Oh, really? Oh, I'm, that's yeah, interesting. I'm, worried, I'm worried beyond I'm not going to get it. I'm worried I'm not going to know who they are. Uh... That's what I'm really stressed about. Okay, mm-hmm. so let's go. I have a feeling. Okay, so we've some clues for you, Chantelle. So first of all, they got together... In the magnificent year of 1999. Okay. We were all partying that summer. Yeah. Because it was the introduction of the Euro. Bill Clinton was impeached. And we were all realizing, oh, he was dead the whole time in the film, The Sixth Sense. But that wasn't the only amazing thing that happened. We said good morning to their ready, steady love. 
But sadly, it turned out they didn't have all the ingredients to a happy ever after. Okay. All right. So it's definitely one. Of, okay. It's, I've got, I think I might guess who one of them is, but is one of them either Zoe Ball or Denise Van Outen? Am I close? Am I miles away? Oh, what's the good morning bit though? Is it Ainsley Harriet? And she's a cook. Is that he's just ready, steady cook? I don't fucking know who this is. Is it an English do you cook? Have, is it a chef? Do you have a clue? A do you, Lou, do you want to give her a clue? Have you got a oh, clue? How would you describe how would you describe them? Oh, well, one of them is had a gastric band. There you go. And was larger than life, but then suddenly wasn't. Is one of them, um, one of them playing the Vicar of Dibley? Is it her? No. <laughs> I'm obsessed no. with being this couple. No. I don't think I guess. No. Felts? No. Oh, oh gosh, she smells like a, a tree outside. Oh. And nope. her, her surname is very patriotic. Fern Britain? Okay, Fern Britain. That's just the I put that together. I've. Yeah. I've totally forgotten who this woman was with this is a the part of English I'm gonna be very quiet this episode guys <laughs> this is a part of the culture I know very little about I literally Fern Britain is one of about four English middle-aged blonde women who all look exactly the same to me and I don't know who her ex-husband is or boyfriend I have no idea what his name is oh. if you say it I'll recognize it what is it Phil Vickery. I've never heard of that name in my life. Yay! No way. <laughs> I have no idea who that is. Phil Vickery? Yeah. Yeah. Lovely. Lo- well, we don't know, do we? We well, don't know. I'm intrigued now. I'm intrigued. We're about to bloody find out. I'm going to bloody find out. Um, so, Lou, how would you, before we, we do a, two, a big deep dive, somebody like, how would you describe, we have, and madly, we have listeners from all over the world, ah. people who don't know the magic that was Fern and Phil in their prime. Okay, so they kind of were like television royalty. Fern Britton was a presenter on a programme called This Morning. She was a cheeky woman a middle-aged cheeky woman who was a little bit flirty a little bit naughty um and her father was an actor and uh she presented uh this morning and then I think she met Phil Vickery who was a celebrity chef I think she met him on one of the programs that she uh also presented and she's like the nation's sweetheart. She was, or she was, wasn't she, in her prime? Um, and uh, yeah, she was just um, what I think a wonderful woman. Yeah, I've looked up Phil Vickery while you were talking to mm-hmm. recognize the face vaguely. Yeah, <laughs> he looks like a thousand English white men from the nineties. Anyone listening, if you just just picture, close your eyes and just picture a white. English dude from the 90s with sort of like typical male receding hairline, average yeah. looks, just those kind yeah. of thin lips that English men get. Mm-hmm. Not mm-hmm. unattractive, but also not gorgeous, just kind of a nice, a nice looking oh. chap, as my mom would say. A nice oh. looking chap. That's how she would describe it. That's how I would describe it. A nice looking I'm, chap. I used to think he was quite fit. Grumbly, I was going to ask have... you this. Yeah. Was he? Was he, was he meant to be? Was he kind of one of those people that was like, oh, I actually quite fancy Phil. Like, was he kind of 
one of those like celebrity chefs that housewives fancy. I think he was, you know. I think, yeah. He's got a bit of a glint in his eye. Yeah, he had a little twinkle. Mm. Um, uh, Well, I don't know if he's got a little twinkle, but he's got a little twinkle in his eye. So perhaps. (laughs) Yeah, well, maybe. Um, But he. yeah, he's sort of like the cheeky chappy, wasn't he, Gronin? Just sort of, he still is, I think. He still presents on this morning. But, um, yeah, he's, I would like to be fed by Phil. Oh, wow, hot dog. Yeah. Well, okay, before we go into a proper deep dive and know what you're all thinking, sure, they seem well matched, but what about the star signs? <sighs> mm. Well, this one is very interesting for in Britain, Born 17th of July, she's a Cancer. <gasps> Phil Vickery, 2nd of May, he's Taurus. Ooh. He's Taurus. So Chantal, Ooh, one Taurus. of your crowd. One of my so, crowd. I'm a Cancerian. What? So oh she's, God, yeah. It's basically about me and Lou then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be also if, you know, God forbid anything should happen with either of your dream partners, this is how successful your match will be. Right. I mean, I'm into the onesie and the hair, so I'm halfway there. Great. Thank you. You're welcome. So what do you think percentage wise? What do the stars above give a match like Fern and Phil? What do you think, Lou? I I would like to put them down as an 80% match. Ooh, 80%. I think maybe I can't remember when it was they split up, but I think it may have been circumstances. I'd I'd hate to think that they were not solely compatible but obviously then they're, they're not because they're not together anymore 80 percent i'm going with 80 percent so mm. that was you know was it respectable thinking, i'm with you as well compatibility doesn't mean you have to be together forever it can just no. be very compatible while you were yes together. yes I, I was very compatible with and ones i wasn't compatible with and that wasn't really ever the reason so i think you're mm. right um, being that I don't know this man, I but I'd like that it's the same as our Sarah signs, and they, they look good together. I'll say in this uh-huh. picture. Yeah, I'm gonna give them a. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna hedge my bets and go sort of sixty four percent. Sixty four percent. Well, guys, prepare to have your heart broken. Oh sure. Or yes. maybe this will be reassuring for you too. These two crazy kids had a ninety five percent match. Oh my god. No way. Oh no, my we are god! Like, we're basically, soulmates, you and I. So. <laughs> Come on! I can see similar hair, and you obviously have much better uh, long-term hair shampoo and conditioner than I do, so we can borrow that. So this is great. Yeah, yeah, Game yeah. Wise, or just though, I think scrape it up and put it up, and then hide all the crusty bits. Oh, you say there's some deep, deep conditioner being used. That's mm-hmm. soft and shiny. I can tell. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I'm wasting time. Go on. So, 95% match. So 95. Taurus. 95 is the highest we've ever had. So Taurus, Phil Vickery, is a sign of physical pleasure. They need to see, touch, smell, feel everything on their partner's body and enjoy making them satisfied with cancer from Britain's need for closeness and the lack of ability to make their sexual life light and carefree. Taurus, Phil Vickery, has the perfect touch to relax them and build trust within their sexual relationship. But now here, okay, so this is Chekhov's good. This next paragraph is a sign of maybe why things didn't work out. And remember, it's all in the stars. Uh-huh. With their lack of Mars, which is the planet of passion, comes the lack of initiative. And this could be their problem when it comes to sex. In case they don't have a sexual drive stronger than their love of food, they could end up in an asexual relationship in which they would lie around the house, cook, 
eat and gain weight all day long. Oh God. That hey, sounds like lockdown me. happened to a lot of us. Okay. <laughs> Go screw yourself. Right. So that wow. is like a bad sign for Fern and Phil, but it's a good sign for you too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, very... That's not a bad retirement plan. I'm just very aware that you spend a lot of that time talking about how much Taurus is love to be touched sensually and that my brother does listen to this podcast. So I really hope that something very loud happened while you were talking about that. Do you, are you a sensual lover though, Chantal? Are you, do you really throw yourself at it? Every single time, honestly, mm. and twice on Sunday. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I'm never more satisfied with a bit of cunnilingus and a Cornish pasty at the same time. That's are you sure you're not a Taurus? Are you sure you're not a Taurus? Yeah, <laughs> you are, maybe you're a Taurus rising. Maybe you're a Taurus Something's rising. Something's rising. I don't know. Well, it's, yeah, maybe. Mm. Well, we know how you celebrated your jubilee. That's right. <laughs> okay, mm. let's get into birth. So I have to say, did a deep dive. Fern is quite a bit. Phil Vickery, he's very much, he's interviewed in relation to Fern. So he's very much a shadowy figure Uh, in this podcast. It's kind of hard to kind of really nail him down as as a protagonist, but let's, we'll do our best. So Britain was born in London to her dad was an actor and his first wife. Then, um, this is mad, her, her, her parents divorced. Then she found out when she was 18, that she had a half brother that nobody had told her about. What? Classic. So she's a half brother, Jasper, which is her dad's son with the second wife. But throughout her childhood, no one told Fern of Jasper's existence. Wow. She said, to this day, I can't explain why. It's my parents' business, not mine. But they were never felt able to tell me the reasons. So she was tipped off by her sister that she they had got this half little brother they didn't know about he opened the front door and his first words to me was I've had to scrub myself with Vim to meet you it made us both laugh and we've got on from that day wow that's what's gone on there then why has he been a secret that's I can't get my head around that at all why would you keep it that's like Boris Johnson he's got all of his kids are secret aren't they yeah, I mean, maybe it's a posh English thing. Oh, was she quite posh then? Well, I think so. I Back think in those so. days, being an actor meant you had lots of money and you were posh, I guess. So, yeah, so wow, I'm flabbergasted by that. Poor Fern, yeah. And she was like, Oh, well, we've got him really well. So, he's a Shakespearean actor now, of course, he is. Of course, he is. <laughs> great, 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 brilliant. So uh, Fern's first marriage was to TV executive Clive Jones. So he was the one who invented Ronald Rash. Who? Ronald Rash. Am I saying that wrong? Roland Rash. Roland. <laughs> who the hell is Ro- Ronald? He's a half brother he didn't know about. <laughs> he invented Roland Rash. Yes, Fern Britain's first husband was the. You know, the person who gave the green light to Roland Rash. Oh, God, no wonder she left him. Oh, God. Oh, no. No, no. Imagine him bringing that into the boudoir. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Just going to test this, see if it works. Oh, no. Awful. So the couple met while Jones was still married and they began an affair. Oh. 
So he broke off the affair after a year, but then turned up on her doorstep two years later saying he had left his wife for her. <gasps> this is oh, Roland Ratman. This is Roland Ratman. A rat man. So he dumped it. Was, so they split up, but he was still so enamored with firm Britain that he had to dump his wife and then come to her two years later and say, I can't live without you. Please be mine. And then, oh, and it still didn't work. Two out. days. Oh my God. Two days. Two days. That's all, all he could handle. He was like, fine. Oh, I'm, my wife. I'm sorry. I got that confused. That's crazy. Okay. God. Firm Britain. Who knew? So yeah. she's obviously quite, a, she's a very charismatic person. Yeah. She has an effect on men, obviously. Well, it, she's got a powerful puss. That's what it is. She's, she's, she's really bringing all her boys to the yard. Yeah, isn't she? I, I feel like she might be a bit of like a, um, like a bit like how Camilla was to Charles. So she's got mm. a certain something. She's got a little, to bring it back to the Jubilee times, a certain je ne sais quoi, a certain something. I, I think it's a posh bird thing. Ooh, I think it, yeah, yeah, posh bird thing. I think I she's think from Britain. It's posh, but you're right. I suppose she is. Yeah, she? I think it's very Jilly Cooper, isn't it? To just sort mm. of, um, sort of like it'll be all a little bit lardy da, but secretly, I bet she's got a sex dungeon somewhere. Yeah, I think you're saying she's filth. That's always the way with posh. Yeah, yeah, always the way. Yeah, and she's probably thinking, you know what? What's the worst that can happen? I could have a half brother I didn't know about. Yeah, exactly. Been through it all. So she gets yeah. with Roland Ratman. They're together. She gets together with Roland Ratman. They get married uh, in 1988. They have three children together. Now she does. She says she struggled quite a lot to get pregnant. She had uh, twins, and then she had uh, a daughter. And then basically her marriage to Jones disintegrated very quickly after she had the third child. And she says she had really bad postnatal depression and she's just a mess and just sort of the relate. She says in her own words, the marriage wasn't in good shape. And I was only thinking about work when it came to the end. The boys were four. Grace hadn't even started toddling. And I remember thinking at the time that nobody would take on a 40 something woman with three kids like me. Oh, oh goodness, she was wrong. Well, that was around the same time she started working on a little show called Ready Study Cook. Oh, so Fern, she's got three young kids. She's single. She's like, oh my god, nobody will ever want me ever again. Then she's at work. Somebody says to her, "Phil Bickery fancies you." And I went, "Remind me which one is he?" Uh-huh. I. I looked and then I thought, oh, he has nice hands. <laughs> Mr. Darcy, please. It's good. It's good when they have good hands. It's good when they have good hands. You know okay, so well. bear in mind. Okay, so she's kind of in a vulnerable place. She's getting over it. Like she's had, you know, postnatal depression. She's got three young kids, you know, mar- long married. Yeah. So how do you think she approached finding out that this guy at work fancies her? What she's what, what started move was she's ballpark like how early early forties I'm saying Mid, yeah so early forties mid forties okay and she just found out like in schools he fancies you yeah. I think she'd have gone straight in. I think she'd have gone. Do you know what? I've had a right old to do with it. Oh, if he fancies me, I'm just gonna go and I'm gonna lay my cards on the table. Yeah, there you go. Do you want this? This is how I imagine her. Oh, like like go to his green room and like just get naked and sit there and wait for him to come back from his cooking spot. Yeah, or lay on the floor covered in sushi. Yeah, very Samantha Jones. Yeah, Yeah. are you 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 in or are you out? Yeah, 
basically yeah well, what, did he, and, what did he actually do what did she actually do okay well he describes what she did she said he said phil vickery that she made her first move by kidnapping him oh, and driving nice. him to her place yeah oh okay. i like it so apparently she was just like yeah you're coming home with me then this is how he describes it. She put all, the next morning, she put all my clothes in the washing machine to keep me there when she went out. Then when she got back, I was watching TV with this strategically placed cushion. And she said, aha, a Nicholas man in my house. Oh, dirty bitch. Dirty <laughs> hell, she really is. Yeah. But I like that he's also domestic. She didn't take his clothes, she washed his clothes. You know, that's quite nice. Why did she wash them? Uh, what? Yeah, she what? She's, a, she, she's a mom. She's a mom. She sees dirty clothes, she's washing them. She has three yeah. kisses. But if she's, if she's a filthy beast. <laughs> You've only in the bedroom, in the living room and kitchen. Yeah, she's, but she's we don't tidy. know how long it took her to get him out of the car and into the boudoir because she could have ripped all of his clothes off them. and they could have got mucky and love juice and everything, yeah, which garden. is why she's put them in the washing machine. You just don't this know. It was clearly a weekend when the um, Ronald, Ronald rat guy had the kids. Yeah. <laughs> to herself. The next day, this is, this is now Fred takes over the story. The next day, he baked me this irresistible gooseberry crumble. Oh, it's so easy when you're a chef. It's so easy. It's so easy. I mean, you would, but it's so easy. If they didn't cook for me the next day, but you know what? Why are you even here? If you're not cooking for me, what are we doing? Do you know what I mean? Like a chef. Yeah. yeah, I want to know if she had custard or cream. For like at least a year, every single meal better be like incredible and new. Had to be new every time as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she said. I uh, or I. He said. She said. I doubted he'd want to commit though, but he said, "Well, it's a recipe, isn't it? Just oh. add water. Instant family. If I want you, and I do, I get the rest." Oh. Okay, see- I think one of those chefs that just turns every single emotional conversation into a cooking metaphor. <laughs> every, hey, maybe we need to spice it up. Because <laughs> is every conversation become a metaphor involving food and cooking? Because that would get really old real fast. But I guess if she's laid her cards on the table and, and she's gone, she's quite brazenly kidnapped him, put mm. him in the car, held him hostage in her house. He's got a lot to live up to, hasn't he? He's got yeah. to keep her on her toes. Being a fellow Cancerian, I don't like to be bored. I like spontaneity. I like somebody to surprise me. So recipes of love and all of that, he's got to keep it different and unique, hasn't he, to keep keep her interest peaked. So no, he's, the, um... he's got to work hard. I bet he's knackered. What's the age difference between these two? So they are, so she's four years older. Um, Okay. Yeah. I I gathered it. You could tell she was older. Yeah. I gathered that. Okay. Mm. So do you think as well, it happened, it seems like it happened very quickly and very smoothly. Do you think part of it is, you know, they're in their early forties. They're not idiots. They kind of know what they want. Do you think like, is that why you and your dream, dream boat? Do you think that's why things work with you do you think it's easier like almost getting together with people when you've had experience (laughs) I think well I think I just reached a point of no return where I was like I don't want anything anymore 
that's it. I've had my lot. And I just sort of came to the conclusion I was very happy to be on my own for the rest of my life. And then, of course, that's when the universe decides otherwise. And my gentleman caller is 10 years older than me. Oh, lovely. He has the mental age of a 12-year-old. And so do I. And I think that's probably why we get on, because we've both realised that we are idiots and we're the only ones that will put up with each other. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think experience-wise, you just know what you don't want and you know what you do want. Mm-hmm. Isn't that right? Yeah. 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 Well, Bill's background here, was he sick? obviously he was single. He wasn't with anyone when they met. He was sick. So, again, he's a mystery man. He's a mystery, he is a as mystery as man. Okay, so we don't know. He could have had three wives before this. Who knows? But he was definitely single at the time, as far as we He was aware. single. If any, if any listeners have any information regarding please the do. backstory of Phil Vickery, please put it on the internet. Because uh, there's a whole there's a whole oh. area of study wide open for... <laughs> The origin story of Phil Vickery. Help us, everyone. Yeah, he's in it. He's in Maybe he's James Who Bond. He? Yeah. Maybe he's undercover. Right? You just yeah. don't know, do you? That's right. Maybe he was a spy in France in a kitchen. He had a lot of cooking that way. And then he just came over here. Anyways, go on. Well, so they moved very quickly. So Christmas Eve of that year, as Ferdin was making mince pies, Phil proposed. Then the wow. following May, they went quickly at a local registry office. Fern said, we simply walked in and got married. I was in tears and so was Bill. Oh, wow. Was she knocked up? <laughs> How long have they been together at this point? Less than a year. Oh, just over a year. Just okay. over a year. So they met in 98. They, got, uh, or they, they, got, they met in 99. They got engaged Christmas Eve 99, married following May. Goodness. Okay, so we're, we're not moving. messing about, right? So this well, is when what, you know, you know. When you know, you know. So this we're kind of approaching Fern and Phil in their sort of pomp. So she's presenting this morning. He's like a guest chef on this morning. So is this when you Lou started? Is this when you got to know them? Were you a fan of of this morning? I always watched Fern on this morning. So I I loved her on it. But also, I uh, she lived in the same area as I did. Oh, and I was always a bit like, oh, she lives down the road, and that's quite nice, uh, knowing that you've got a celebrity that lives down the road. And I just think she's just a woman of the people. She just like you and me. She's just the same as everybody else. She she used to say she's you know speakers she found, and she she just appealed to me. And that's I sort of fell in love with her on on Ready Steady Cook and this morning. And then when she had her relationship with uh, Phil Schofield, and the two of them just used to. Uh, like giggle all the time and I was just like do you know what I love you and she was brilliant at her job was Phil Vickery like that as well though was he someone that everyone loved was he really like I said I I don't know who this man is I guess he was after she started uh after she married him I guess people have to go oh well he's obviously lovely as well but I think out of the two of them it's Fern that's always sort of like the star yeah 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 what I liked about their dynamic was with Fern obviously she's kind of got she kind of has this like she's not the like she she's not like the stereotypical tv presenter she's like older she's like oh I get depressed and you know she's very open about life she's bigger and she's got this sexy honest vibe and then Phil Vickery he seemed like the quiet hot guy 
And no. I love that dynamic. Right. I yeah. loved it. It was like, she was like the, the girl you chat to in the pub and then you'd meet her husband and he was just like really good looking, quite quiet and nice. Yeah, yeah. I like that, that dynamic as well. Yeah. Good yeah. yeah. Good. I think I have that. You root for it, don't you? Yeah. You're like, oh, good for both of you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I bet she's got knee high boots that she stands on him or she used to stand on him with, you know? I bet she used to yeah. whip him a bit. There was a twinkle behind the eye yeah yeah you just think oh while you're cooking that flam this morning phil what were you doing last night you oh my god dirty I bet people. You do so much cooking in an apron and nothing else oh yeah god. i bet that was such a massive part of their yeah. lives oh. or one of those aprons with boobs on boobs the, on yeah definitely got so many novelty aprons it's so yeah yeah. Anyway, so how long? What happened with these? Okay, kids? so here, there's a while they were together, and they were together twenty years. And Fern loved yeah. giving sort of her take on what you know, marriage advice, and she's very like your mom's friend. That's the vibe mm. I got from her, like an Is auntie that, a, that you really that's like. So long, twenty years. That's mm? crazy. Jeez. So she said, the biggest row my husband and Phil, my, my husband Phil and I had was when I, so she went on Strictly, um, was when I put fake tan on. Because he's a chef, he's very sensitive to smells and he can't stand it. So we didn't speak for four days. But now I've convinced him it's an essential part of the Strictly experience and he'll be sleeping in the spare room on spray tan days. For all wow. listeners, if you could find a Strictly Come Dancing, which is like the English version of Dancing with the Stars and other things that's called in other countries. <laughs> Those are the only two names I know for that program. So she put her foot down when it comes to spray tan. Then she said oh, she and her husband had humdinger arguments. She said, but then we're normal. And that's good for the children to see that this is a real relationship. You hear people say 30 years and not a crossword. Sorry, I simply don't believe that. But if it's true, how boring. <laughs> I've never had an argument with my gentleman caller. See, the thing, me, me and Mehul, we don't really argue either. We argued nonstop for the first three months and then we were kind of done. I mean, Ooh. I'm kind of sad. I saw Grania this weekend and the first thing she said when I arrived was me and Mehul an argument last night. But okay, you keep living that lie, Grania. Whatever, <laughs> whatever you got to tell yourself and the listeners, fine by me. <laughs> what about you, Chantal? Do you and your boyfriend argue? He's going out with me. Of course we argue. Have you met me? <laughs> I'm like the most awful person to be with. Of course we argue. It's mainly me arguing. Boys argue with me because I um, argue with boys, basically. So it's a very different thing. But not I, like I can't people. be asked. I can't be asked. I don't do confrontation. And actually, I've been, I have had relationships with so many idiots before that, and he's had relationships with idiots before that it's just like, oh, it's just exhausting isn't it so if there's something to be sorted out we just sort of sort it out and then there's no sort of big doodah about it really do you know I bet Phil and Fern used to have huge arguments that would descend into food fights and then they'd have sex like last tango in Paris Mm -hmm. yeah yeah Yeah. here's what she said she about Phil she said uh, we we have let each other have our freedom. He's a man who has always got to meet a man about a dog. He says, I'll be about half an hour. That might be a couple of days. We don't crowd each other and we're happy with that. Oh. Oh, he loves a dog then, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, right? 
he just pops <laughs> up for a few days and no one asks any questions. Okay, I mean, if that's how they roll, that's how they roll. Then this is her advice on how to keep the spark alive in a relationship. Men don't want women who are done up to the nines. They want someone who's a giggle and who'll fall to the floor for a moment of unbridled passion if they fancy. Great, you with a do dog. You, you can do both. <laughs> <laughs> There's a man outside with a dog. What does that mean? Oh, invite him in. There we go. He's one of the blokes I've been meeting. Come on. <laughs> you can be down to the nines and be a giggle. So both things are allowed to happen at once. <laughs> it's not one or the other, Fern. And here's what she says about... Um, what you think her appeal is. I have no idea what my appeal is. One of the dads on the school run said his wife admired me because of the way I looked. I oh. wish you loved hearing that, the wife. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think she went to the school gates in a onesie? Yeah. Do you think she'd done that with her slippers in a onesie, just festering in that. her own stench? Yeah. Well, to all the men out there, I don't think any wife really wants to hear you come home and tell her how much you admire the looks of another woman at the school gates. Mm. It's not that's not the equivalent of a lovely love note in a packed lunch before you no. go on holiday, for instance. You know, that's the exact opposite. Mm. So I did was able to find some quotes from Phil. So he basically just two. He said, I know my place. I've even been called Mr. Firm Britain. Oh. Oh, that's quite emasculating, isn't it? When you just... but he seems quite happy. Yeah, for like he knows who he knows who people are here to see. He knows who brings the razzle dazzle. Mm. It's like Prince Philip, though, wasn't it? He he pretended that he was happy with all of that, but I've watched The Crown. I know he wasn't. So, and we know that that was all based on fact. So, and it would be quite different. I have to say, in Lou's defense, it'd be quite different if he was like Dolly Parton's husband, you don't ever meet or anything, or someone off the screen. But being that he was himself definitely trying to have a massive TV career, you don't just become a celeb chef by accident. Like it takes a lot no. of work and you have to want to mm. do that. So, he himself would have wanted to be a big star himself. So, I can imagine it being a bit of an issue perhaps in a way that it wouldn't be if he was say a producer like the Ronald the Rat guy who was just in the background and didn't care about being a celebrity that I would believe a bit easier I'll say that and then he was asked um you know being on television do you have a lot of like attention from female fans and he said I'm too old for that sort of thing and I've met the girl of my dreams already Oh, get oh, out. Sweet. Don't buy it. That's sweet. No, <laughs> ill have had ladies taking Polaroids of their their bits and pieces and sending them in. Of like, course he, was he like, would. Well, maybe it depends how old he was when they asked him that question, I guess. Was this him like in his 60s instead of his 40s? No, no, they're all in their 40s at this stage. Oh, shut up, mate. Oh, God, whatever. Too old. Yes, he was like the people used to watch this morning for a little bit of a giggle ladies used to watch it if they were at home stereotypically waiting to go and collect their kids and they would obviously enjoy it a little bit more if mr phil vickery was on the telly as a little bit of yes exactly i think that's why he was there yeah and i there's nothing i love more than this thing i love more than anything else when when you have married couples hosting things together oh I it's know just magic it's oh it's, it's just magic it's fun yeah oh Richard and Judy oh. I'm just waiting for them to split up so somebody can do them Thank as you, a Lou. couple so are we I have mm. a lot of opinions but yeah that must have been really fun so they 
How long were they on TV together? Because they well, only broke up. They were together for 20 years. And she got off TV a while ago, didn't she? Like five, six years ago? Well, they, there was a sort of sp- a golden period mm-hmm. of when they were on this morning. And then Phil would be on and it would be like, ooh, because she's sort of the loud, you know, yeah. sexy girl. And then he's like, the nice, sweet guy in the kitchen. Oh, so you'd like love, like, oh, Victory's on. Victory is one of those episodes. Yeah, you're excited. Yeah. yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. yeah, go on. So it's very sweet. I just love it. I just, because you, you know, you just, you, you're looking for that intimate moments between the two of them. Have you, um, have you, do you gig much with, with your boyfriend, Lou? Oh, God. At the beginning, when people first found out that we were together, they would book us. And I, it used to infuriate me. And I used to always say, we're not the crankies. I don't want to gig with you. And he, he would be inside me 24 hours a day if he could. And I don't want that. I like my space. I've been on my own a long time. You need to see a man about a dog. I do. You, you're Thank the Vickery. Thank you, Phil. Phil Vickery. Yes, that's why. Phil Vickery is the, is the, yes, God. Who knew? Who knew? So, yeah, but uh, we, we do gig occasionally together. Sometimes I, I don't mind it. Sometimes I quite like it. Sometimes I like to go away for a few days just to get some space. I think that's normal, though, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> it is normal. You should work for Phil and Fur for 20 years. Yeah, work for them for 20 years. Oh, and, and she liked to keep, so she did surprise him. She oh, was really? a real firecracker this gal she was she could not be tamed so here's a list of some of the things she did that annoyed phil that we know of (laughs) okay so uh one time she rang him saying she was running late could he pick up the kids because she was getting a tattoo done great and she told him that was just her way saying i'm in a tattoo parlor getting a tattoo he wouldn't speak to me after that oh what was the tattoo of Roland Rat. <laughs> <laughs> she, I think she's just a free. She's a wild stallion. She yeah. is a she's a wild stallion of this release. She got good for fun. Um, and then another time, uh, so as you mentioned, she got a gastric band fitted because she wanted to mm-hmm. lose weight. She's getting frustrated. She said he was terrified when I told him that my GP and surgeon both suggested I should have it fitted. He said uh, he wasn't happy. He liked me as I was, but the process was gradual and I did keep my bosoms, which pleased him. Lovely. That's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well done, so- Fern. It sounds like she very definitely kept him on his toes. She said he has absolute freedom to do what he wants. He goes and has a pint with his mates. He works or he's with the pigs. He does what he loves. If he's happy, I'm happy. He doesn't stop me from doing anything either. She says, lust is great, but when you really love someone and you trust each other and you're in bed together drinking tea and chatting, that is a true relationship. Oh, gosh, why That's did it end? Yeah, so what happened? Oh, well, so th- yeah. I'm going to read you two more quotes before we get oh, okay. to that. And it's just, you know, oh, this I said, this is a, this was a difficult episode to research. It was kind of heartbreaking. She said, I find it amazing to have a true partnership with somebody. Oh. Phil knows how to make me happy. Not a day goes by when he doesn't tell me he loves me. Oh, my oh. goodness. And then oh. this is the this is what really oh my god did it for me, because she said you know she's she you know she suffers from like imposter syndrome and depression and things like that, and she said one day Phil stopped the car at the top of the drive to look at the house, 
And he said, if you're right about being complete rubbish, how did we manage this? Oh, oh. So he cooks. He loves her. He gives her constant <laughs> combat. He gives her space. He just hangs around with his mates when she wants it to just for a bit. Yeah. Just vanishes. She has her space. Did, did they have any children together? I don't think so. I don't okay. think so. I'll, I'll, I'll check. I don't. I think they did, didn't they? Didn't they have Winnie or something? Hang on. They let got me two check. boys, then Grace, and then I think there's Winnie. Not that I'm, not that I'm an authority on Fern's fertility, but hang on. I know she had three with her with the first. Yeah, she did. That... She had Winnie, so she yeah. had a daughter with him yeah. and three children in her first relationship. Oh, there was the daughter gosh. quite early on in their relationship. Uh, yeah. So okay. what about before we before things you know before we go any further? Imagine it's Fern and and. Uh, Philip at the height of their glory she's presenting this morning he's cooking away he's wandering off to check his pigs she's doing whatever she wants to getting drunk with uh, Philip Schofield you get a phone call hey we're in town Phil and Fern are about what do you imagine a night out with Phil and Fern being like oh I bet it's hilarious I bet Phil will bring snacks I bet Fern will go, I'm going to put my car behind the bar, have whatever you want. Uh, I think they'll be dancing. I think Phil will just be sat there staring at his wife, watching her just hold court and be brilliant. I bet it's amazing. I bet it's amazing. I bet she would say something, like reveal something quite intimate about her or him, and then he'd get really embarrassed. She'd be like, oh, for God's sake. And then yeah. he'd go, <laughs> Yeah, like, oh, I've, I've got love eggs in at the moment and they're on a remote control. Don't tell anybody. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, I bet they'd do something like that. It's always the, Phil is the quiet one. He'd have the remote control and then when Fern's having a serious conversation with somebody in the corner and then they'd be like, and then she'd be like. <laughs> yeah, oh, you, but yeah, yeah, a lot, yeah. I a reckon. lot of times in a local pub as well. I imagine they spend a lot of time in a local yeah. pub. Yeah, yeah. They're not, they're... they're not a London bar type. No, where the house is, or I don't know whether they've still got it. Not that I stalk them. It's beautiful countryside in Buckinghamshire. Lovely, lovely, lovely. Oh, that, oh beautiful place to go. Yeah, I bet she's. Got, do you think she's got a tankard? A what? A tankard at the pub that stays at the pub. Oh, could she have a tankard? I bet she probably has, or a Toby jug. Yeah, Yeah, something like that. It'd be a good night out. I agree. I think it'd be Mm. a fun night out. I think it would get messy, but the best type of messy. Yeah, I don't think they're one of those couples that get in a massive fight or anything on a night out with friends. Maybe in the car ride home, but they wouldn't do that in front of you. Yeah, I don't think they're one of those couples that gets off on arguing in front of their friends. And then they'd, they'd perhaps say, look, why doesn't everyone come back? Phil's going to cook something to help the hangover. Phil yeah, will get back and go, do you know, I'm just going to knock up some foie gras with some French toast and an omelette and some Marmite. If you want some, come back. Let's have a nightcap whilst yeah. troughing in a buffet. Do you know what there would be? I can see it now. Fern would put songs on to be dancing in the kitchen. They'd be dancing in the kitchen. Yeah, I think you'd be hammered. I imagine everybody really, really drunk. Mm -hmm. Phil cooking up something. 
Yeah. And tu- and everybody dancing away in the definitely kitchen. Bit of, bit of ABBA, bit of bit dancing of ABBA, queen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. On the te- she'd be up on the island, dancing yeah. up on the kitchen yeah, island. Yeah. yeah, she'd have like a bag of crisps in her hand. She'd be gin and tonic swirling around and everyone would be like, boom, 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 boom. Ah, oh, it'd be brilliant. Yeah. Drunk dialing Philip Schofield. He'd be like, <laughs> yeah. I told you not to do this. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh God. It'd be amazing. Firm yeah. put the world to rights. Yeah. Being a really good gossip. I imagine she's a really good gossip. Yeah. I'd like to she's think stories. She's got stories. Yeah. I'd like to think she's the sort of woman that would flash her tits when she's drunk and just yeah. not care. I yeah. I think she yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah. just saying that because that's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> as truly beautiful as that scene was, we know what's coming. In 2020, oh. over Twitter, Bill and Fern announced their splitting. Oh, huh. It was during lockdown. During it was lockdown. during lockdown. Oh, okay. gosh. So during lockdown, and this is what she said, we had a wonderful time. We were the best of friends and I miss that friendship. But there comes a time when the children are substantially off your hands and you look at each other and wonder where you're going to go from here. Did he say anything? They both just issued the same statement on Twitter and that was kind of it. And And that was the end of that. He doesn't, he hasn't got a big Twitter, you know, internet footprint. So his words haven't been recorded. So Lou, what do you think happened? What, what went wrong? 95% love match. Yeah, I think potentially if he's the sort of man that's gone out to see a man about a dog, right? They're trapped in the house together, as we all were with Pete, or well, I was on my own for most of it, but they're, they're trapped in the house together. Maybe they maybe they just didn't have the space that they both were so used to, yeah. and maybe they just looked at each other and went, we're not banging anymore, we're just mates. We're effectively housemates. I love you, but I want to move to Cornwall. Why don't you stay here in Buckinghamshire? Perhaps we'll meet for a gin and tonic and an omelette once every couple of months. Mm. Oh, I'm gutted. I didn't realise it was in the pandemic. You knew it happened. I know it happened. But, oh, God, this is, like, this is like when I went to watch Titanic and I cried at the end because I didn't know what happened. I was like, my boyfriend at the time was like, you know about Titanic? I was like, oh, yeah, I do. So, but, yeah, I just... I'm absolutely gutted for them. Now you sort of say it out loud like yeah. that, Grenya. Yeah. They're just, they're 95% compatible. The years of 95%. Those kids couldn't make it work. What do you think it was? What You think it was that they became mates and that was it? Yeah. The Star Sides did warn us. They warned us. <sighs> they warned us. They warned, it was there all the time. Written in the stars. And do you think because she seems like she's such a strong character and she's got such a, she seems like quite a, like a brave person. Do you mm. think she just was like, even though most people would probably just live with that 5% that doesn't quite work. Do you think she's just a, you know, she's like, no, something, I want something next. I think she's all or nothing. Now, as a Cancerian, I I can go with that. I, I want it. I want all of the wine or I won't have any. So I think she's like, I want all of the great things in the relationship or nothing at all. Mm -hmm. So I, yeah, 
I think she's gone, well, that's slipping. You've not made me my favourite pasta dish in a while. We're done. Where's my gorgonzola pasta? Mm. No, that's it now. Yeah, I think all or nothing for her. And well, it's, been about, it's been about two years since then. Have they said anything since? Well, so... <gasps> Phil, who's now 59, has been reportedly exchanging a string of flirty messages with a Yorkshire Dale sheep farmer who he met while filming a segment for this morning. So he's been linked, who knows? But she's this like sexy shepherdess. Yeah. That sounds nice. She's a shepherdess. He's a shepherdess. That's nice. And what about Fern? Well, this is, so what I could find from the interviews with Fern is a lot of it was like, you know what? There's all the stuff I always wanted to do. Plays I wanted to see, books I wanted to read. She's been going on cycling holidays. She's been oh. writing novels. But I think I'm gonna. I think this sums up Fern's maybe attitude to life. Okay. And maybe the you know her motto going forward. She said it must be something to do with my hormones. When you get to forty, you think I'm not going to take any more shit from anybody. When you get to fifty, you start saying fuck off to everybody when you're 60 you think do you know what i can't be arsed brilliant that's it brilliant i mean her yeah she just can't be arsed no i'm 48 this year so i'm two years away from fuck off am i yeah Yeah, yeah, you're you're building towards that yeah and then yeah 12 years away yeah, from, from I can't be asked. Can't be bothered at all. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, dear. I better warn the gentleman. I imagine 70 for Fern. Mm. What's yeah. coming? So we, uh, it was a, a split as heartbreaking as it was, but in every splish, there's a winner and there is a loser. Mm. So this is the big question the podcast leading towards. Lou, with the information yes. you now have, in yes. the splish between Fern Britain and Phil Vickery, imagine yeah. they're your friends, you're hoping they're both doing very well, but really, when you're with your other friends and you're chatting about them, which one do you think thrived and which uh-huh. one simply survived? Who won the breakup? Ben. Oh, quick yeah. answer. Yeah, I think, she, as we've already established, she's got to fuck off she's now got to can't be asked Mm -hmm. that lady has done what she's wanted she kidnapped a man 25 or however long years ago it was she's had all of the food she's had the buffet she's had the dancing she's had the fun times and now she's off living wherever she lives in Cornwall she's writing her books as you said she's cycling she's winning at life yeah if she wants a hookup she could have a Cornish fisherman perhaps I definitely see that for her in her future. Yeah, same, same yeah. as well. Phil, you sort of get the idea that if he's going off with a, a shepherdess, g- good for you. It, go to the middle of bumfuck nowhere. Enjoy your life with your pigs and your sheep. Well done. A little bit boring from my point yeah. of view. But, you know, when does he reach? Can't be asked. Hmm. I don't think Does men do, do they? Yeah. They're no. always searching for love, always searching for something, never content, are they? They've got to have that kind of mother figure in their lives. Mm. The little gonna... Bo Peep. He wants it's... his little Bo Peep. Absolutely. Yes. Good for Fern. 
Well, yeah. she's got her mysterious sea captain right there in her future. Oh, yes. Oh, having sex in a lighthouse. Somewhere. Oh, but Captain Birdseye. Yeah, I was just yeah. going to say Captain Birdseye. She has Captain. He's hot. Yeah, he's a silver fox. Yes. Yeah. Oh, major, yeah. I bet Birdseye's, she does it with Birdseye her wellies on as well. Yeah. yeah. Or her waders and a, her mm. sou'wester. Yeah, come on. Take me yeah. in my sou'wester. Oh, bad man. Yeah, take me off with your tugboat of joy. Yeah. I might message her. Hello, Fern. You don't know me, but (laughs) are you getting done by Portland Bill? Yeah. (laughs) Um, So we've got one more final question Mm -hmm. um, that is equally as important. Yes. It is. It is, Lou. Uh Um, We're trying to find a partner for another female icon um, mm-hmm. who is believably single. We don't believe mm-hmm. she necessarily needs someone. Simply mm-hmm. she deserves someone to love her. Yeah. Gender is not an issue here. Whether the person is taken or not, we believe any partner would step aside. Uh-huh. Uh, can you think of anyone who can reach up to the level of share? <gasps> and go with your bones. Your bones know. Yeah, Elton John. Oh, Elton John. I cannot believe no one has suggested that before. I'm blown away that no one has suggested Elton John before. Really? It no just seems like a natural fit, doesn't it? It really does. They talk us so through fun. it. Talk us through it. Okay. Spectrums so and tiaras. Imagine yeah. them trying on each other's frocks and each oh, other's clothes. Spurs, all the, oh my goodness, all the they must be the roughly the same sort of age. Yeah. Imagine them in their home together, in their mobility scooters, just holding hands and singing songs with each other. He can play the piano. She can be auto-tuned. It will be fabulous. They'll yeah. just... They've both got similar-ish kind of voices. They've both got good pipes. They could really work together. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I think it'd be joyous. Can I just say, I would love if on their Christmas cards, it was just the two of them straddling a cannon. Oh! Can you imagine? Yeah. Well, in a chair. (laughs) Yeah. We turn back time, baby. And we're El- both still standing. Yeah, exactly. Elton polishing a cannonball <laughs> and Cher standing by the end of it, looking like she's licking the end. <laughs> yeah. Oh, beautiful. Oh, that's a great oh, one. That's, so that's a br- I can't believe no one said that before. That's well, such a- oh, you're welcome. Shame on all of our other guests. Literally shame. That was wonderful yeah. stuff. Thank, Thank you. So you. Where can our listeners find more of your amazing ideas? Oh, well, I don't know about ideas, but they can find me on the socials at Lou Conran L-O-U-C-O-N-R-A-N I also do a podcast called Spit or Swallow which the lovely Gronia has been a guest on and we thought the Queen had died but she hadn't uh, which is about wine tasting supposedly and it's, it's so funny wine. it's so funny she's been very coy it's so funny it's uh, comedians going on um, talking about the favourite alcoholic beverage the favourite wine and telling really funny stories about times they got drunk and they're the funniest stories it's so brilliant it's a fantastic podcast thank you this has been a joy i've listened to lots of your episodes and i've had a wonderful time thank you yes we should do a crossover we're very drunk people try to remember what celebrity couples are still together yeah let's do that thank you thank Thank you you for having me the way they were is an amanda redmond production produced by abby weaver and amanda redmond we want to hear your celebrity couple crush so 
email us on thewaytheywerepod at gmail.com or find us on Twitter at thewaytheywerepod and we're on Instagram at thewaytheywerepodcast. Thanks so much to Audio Boom for hosting and thanks to you for listening. Until the next time, goodbye. Goodbye. The, the way, way they, they were. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com